Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters, and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. This is episode lucky number 36 called Oh Baby. And today I have my good friend Katie back with me. Hello, Miss Beautiful Katie. Hey, Janet, and happy International Women's Day. Yes, I'm excited we're recording this on International Women's Day to all of the fine ladies out there who were actually born a biological female. I salute you, and to all the men who wish they were a female, uh, it's not biological, but you do you. So anyway, what the heck has been going on with you, lovely? You know, just sitting over here in Louisiana, uh, going through some more historical weather changes. Our, we had our freeze, and then it was 80 degrees, and now we're uh, sitting at a nice 50, and it'll be 80 again tomorrow, and just growing a human all the while. Oh, you're yeah. growing a human. I'm so excited that you're, you're pregnante. <laughs> Did you ever yeah, see pre- those Pregnante, yes. the internet videos where they uh, had all these females that couldn't pronounce it? Yes, and that, and then on top of the, we're in a panini or whatever. <laughs> like, so yes, I'm I'm Pregnante in a Patricia, and this is my life. You're Pregnante in a panini, and I am hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat babies, yeah, by the way. <laughs> Let's clarify. Yeah, no, babies are not on the menu, but uh, we eat anything and everything there is in sight currently. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, my dear, what is it like for you with your first child? Um, it has been a learning process, a journey, um, something that... I always looked forward to, but I never thought that I would have to deal with um, certain things with, of course, we are still dealing with all the COVID restrictions. Uh, Louisiana is now sandwiched between states that have no rules, and our governor is just like, yeah, no, we're not doing that here. Like, don't even get get your hopes up. So I take everything day by day. I feel like that's the only way to deal with pregnancy because it changes every single day. Um, I literally wake up and I'm like two sizes bigger, but it's a blessing. Like that's those are things that I look forward to seeing. I, I love feeling my baby kick the piss out of me, literally. Literally. <laughs> literally kick me in the bladder and kick the piss out of me. 
Uh, that's something I never thought I'd say. <laughs> no, honey, that was not excitement caused by you. <laughs> that was baby. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's super fun having to pee every time I stand up and uh, just, you know, all of the wonderful things that go along with the miracle of childbirth. But I also have the realization that it's not going to be normal. Um, they are still wanting everyone, you know, in hospitals to uh, social distance, to all of the restrictions and everything. But they go as far to say that they expect the woman giving birth to wear a mask the entire time. That's going to be entertaining. I'm um, not doing it. So there's that. I mean, I. <laughs> Rule breaker, breaking the law. Yeah, I, the law. I can't even imagine. I mean, being pregnant and wearing a mask, it like just because I I do it in the grocery store to try and be non-confrontational. And it it really depends on where I am, um, you know, what store. But like, if I'm going to Target, I'm going to put it on because I just don't feel like murdering anybody <laughs> and having to give birth in prison. But, um, yeah, don't do walk- that. Yeah, no, but uh, walking around even for 30 minutes wearing a mask and having a baby pressing on my lungs, like, exactly, it's, it's miserable. I really can't breathe. And so I just can't imagine actually giving birth and them saying, Oh, you have to put your mask back on, sweetie, because it's not happening. So let me ask you, with their COVID restrictions, do they have any other ones? Because there are some states where the father cannot be in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I have been going to a different hospital. There's, There's a few ones pretty close to me, but the main hospital in town is Woman's Hospital. That's like, you know, I always thought, if I'm having a baby, I'm going to be at Women's Hospital. But my doctor had actually been at another, like, Batner's General. Um, and I had planned on switching until I found out that Women's was not allowing any kind of support person, nothing of the sort, to go to any kind of doctor's appointment, anything like that. Right. But at my doctor, I am allowed to have one person. So I've been very lucky that... My husband has been able to come to every single doctor's appointment, but I know several women who just because they were at the other hospital in the same state, they're literally 15 minutes apart from each other. Their husbands weren't there when they found out they were pregnant, when they had their ultrasounds, when they heard their baby's heartbeat for the first time. Um, And then, of course, As of now, the guidelines are still, even if you can have one person with you after the baby's born, you don't get to have your whole family there to come and check on you and see the baby for the first time. And and, I mean, this is a big deal for everybody, obviously, but this is my first child. This is my dad's first grandchild, the first baby in our family in Mm -hmm. 20 years. Right. So she's the first of a lot and everybody's really excited about it. But I have friends who literally have one-year-olds 
and they're showing me pictures of their birth and everything and having their families in the hospital room. And I just look at those and realize, oh, like, I'm not going to get to experience that. Yeah. And it's so sad. And I feel so bad for anybody that goes into the hospital, not just having a baby, but for any reason when you're not allowed to have any mm-hmm. kind of family member there. Yeah. Uh, and shame on you. Absolutely shame on you, medical system. Right. It's They obviously have not thought about the long-term side effects of what that's going to do to women's mental health. Um, I've been so blessed to have had a healthy pregnancy um, and really have not had any sort of scares, but there are women who are going to the doctors to find out that their baby doesn't have a heartbeat or that they're finding out that they can't have kids one day or, you know, all of the different things that chances are if you're at a doctor's office, there's 50% of the people sitting next to you in that same lobby are not getting good news there. And right. just the fact that they're going through that alone right. is unimaginable. And it's not that is not healthcare. So let me ask you a question since uh COVID mm-hmm. <clears throat> is such a fucking made up poor shit yeah. scam anyway. But like, you know, when you're pregnant and you normally take birthing classes. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been able to do that, or is that another one of those things that's now a no no because oh my God, you can't have somebody from your from your family in the same room with you uh that's a great question i actually uh when I went to my doctor right now I'm going once a month when I went to my last doctor's appointment, they always asked, "Do you have any questions?" My biggest question was, "Where can I take a birthing class like me and my husband were both very OCD planners. Like we want to have all the information and we want to have like reputable information. Of course, we, w- we can watch a million YouTube videos of blog moms talking about right. their experience, but we want to hear, you know, we assumed like, where's the local Lamaze class? And his response uh, was surprising to me because he said like, oh, um, I'll I'll have to do some research on that. I'll at the next appointment, I'll see if I can get any information for you about birthing classes. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. This is your job. I was just gonna babies. say, how do you not fucking know that information? Right. So I had my last doctor's appointment last Friday, and that's what I was like, great, we're gonna get this information about classes. We didn't get a single bit of information, and I honestly just didn't even push it because I knew the answer was there are none. Mm-hmm. There are just like watching YouTube videos or whatever. I could probably find an online birthing class. There's a bunch of you know doulas with YouTube videos that will give their perspective and tell you a bunch of things that you can do and you could try to make your birth easier and all this. But as far as like an actual trustworthy source, uh, if any of the listeners have any idea or somebody that they actually trust that I could go to and get those kind of resources, I'm all ears because 
Um, supposedly, no, there is no real in-person class to go to a birthing class right now. And that's very frightening for new parents because those are things, and they used to call them Lamaze classes, Mm -hmm. but now it's called birthing. But they teach you uh, breathing techniques, uh, relaxation techniques, uh, certain massage that'll ease, um, you know, Mm-hmm. The pains during childbirth, labor pains, and trust me, um, those are things you won't forget. But uh, it's frightening being somebody that's never been pregnant before, and you got to figure the shit out on your own. Yeah, and and just like you, Jana, I'm a, I'm a very small person. I'm I'm five foot one, and I was at my lowest weight before I got pregnant. Like I was probably what I weighed in high school. And so, and my first trimester, I couldn't make myself eat. Right. And so I, that was something that I was really worried about. And, but even still, like, I worry about just the physical act of giving birth scares the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm a very, like, like I said, OCD planner. I want to have all the information I can plan it all out. And it's, very hard to do. And it's, I'm trying to make myself like as the least amount of anxious as possible because it's supposed to be a happy thing and something to look forward to. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions until, you know, I won't really know what to experience until I'm experiencing it. Right. But the fact that there are so little resources, again, is not women's health. Right. Not at all. Care, yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's another uh, shame on you to the fucking medical community. You should absolutely be ashamed of yourselves for leaving anybody requiring any kind of health care in the lurch. Shame on you. Just gonna say. So, I am super proud of you because. Uh, Women, being that it's International Women's Day, women are very strong, very resilient. Um, I think that's why we were chosen to have the babies, because women are strong. And I know from your personal story, uh, you come from a long line of that, from very strong people. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you for all of that. I do have a question for you, though. Okay. I'm listening. Are you going to be breastfeeding or chest feeding? (laughs) Oh, just the fact that that's even an actual question makes me want to pull my hair out. Um, Because obviously I have breasts and breasts are where milk comes from. And I haven't lived my entire life with big boobs for them to be just called chests. Chest. Chesticles. Right. No. Like, I've had to deal with these things that apparently have just been eye candy for men my whole life. Now they're actually worth something. I'm going to put them to good use. (laughs) And I can't even say that I'm a breastfeeding mother. Uh, You're supposed to say that you're a chest-feeding birthing parent. Birthing parents. So no, you can't say mom or dad, mother or father. Now you have to say birthing parent. Mm-hmm. 
birthing parent of chest feeding. What in this absolute fuck is wrong with our society? I I can't make it make sense, Janet. I've tried. I it it doesn't make a lick of sense to me whatsoever. And it just the fact that it's downplaying what it is to be a woman and what we go through and what we're ca- our bodies are capable of. Why is that something that should a ever be offensive to anybody and b something that you should have to tone down? So does this mean they're going to rename chest or breast pumps to chest pump? I probably. And if you're looking for the pads to insert in your bra um while you're making breast milk because you will leak. That's a lovely thing. Uh sorry men, but that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um how are you going to request those at the store? I need some chest pads. But you can't say brawl, I'm sure, because brawl would be offensive too to some people, you know. These are questions I ask myself every day. And I wish I had the answers to, but um, it mostly just leads to more questions. So... I'm curious, have you had any weird cravings? Because babies make you crave strange things sometimes, but other times like just certain kinds of food. Um, I wouldn't say that any of my cravings have been weird, um, but definitely different, like out of character for me. Like I have never been a sweet eater my entire life. And now I have to end my day with cookies or candy or whatever it is. Um, So that is definitely new for me. Um, One of the little like old wives tales that I had read about that actually adds up is they say if you're pregnant with a girl to crave like citrus and lemon, that that's pretty common. And I drink lemonade 24-7, like nonstop. I know the restaurants that I've gone to in town are tired of me asking, like, do you have lemonade? Can you please get me some lemonade? <laughs> um, but as far as, like, weird cravings, nothing in particular. I've honestly just been so thankful to have my appetite back into my second trimester. Exactly. Because, like I said, in my first trimester, I couldn't eat whatsoever. I was having, like, just no food sounded good, looked good. And I'm a chef. <laughs> So I that just made me super depressed because I was like, all right, I can't drink, I can't smoke, I can't do all these things, which like, I'm happy to sacrifice for my baby. But you're not going to let me have my one true love of food. Exactly. You know, I was lucky because some people do weird things like eat pickles with mm-hmm. ice cream together, or, you know, just gross stuff. Yeah. Because that just doesn't sound good to me. No, if you if you like that, uh, do you, but mm-hmm. gross. I don't want to eat I that. I feel like I have a permanent mental block on that after like, you know, I went to culinary school. Like I am a certified chef. Like I understand the science of food and the balance of like sweet and savory. And I think there's just a permanent mental block on certain weird things where like some weird things – they work like peanut butter and bacon. That's one of the best combinations there is on the planet. But I have never 
tried that yet. Oh, you you need to because yeah, a peanut butter and bacon milkshake is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds gross, but it, it may be good. It sounds gross. I love but bacon. But that's what I'm saying. As far as weird stuff, like I, I can get down with some weird stuff if it makes sense. But if you're eating like, which I've never really been a pickle fan in general. So like some things would have to have definitely changed for me to be craving pickles with anything. But some, yeah, the things that don't make culinary sense to me, I I don't think they ever will. But so who knows? I was I was excited because I just crave Mexican food and I I love Mexican food. So like well, bring good. it on yeah. while yeah. I was pregnant. But the thing that was depressing, yeah, there are some smells that will make you ungodly oh, nauseous. God. Yeah. No, I experienced that. Uh I'm not a big fan of Indian food. Uh, but my husband likes it. And so when I was still not really eating, um, there was one night where he was like, okay, great. Well, like you don't like Mexican food. I'm just going to cook some for myself because you're not going to – or uh, sorry, Indian food. Um, and he was like, I'm just going to cook some for myself. And I thought like, I don't care. Go for it. And I – as soon as I smelled curry, right. I was like, throw it outside. <laughs> I cannot do it. Um, but other than that, I mean, my as far as like the food that I'm always up for, it's sushi and crawfish. And I have I've eaten. I mean, I don't eat raw sushi because um, I know that's right. th- there are certain fish that are high in mercury and right. all that. Right. Like, so I, I avoid those. I know what not to eat. But usually, when I say, "Oh, I'm getting sushi tonight," or when I walk into a sushi restaurant with a big belly, sometimes I get looks and I'm just like, mind your own business. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. And then crawfish, like, thank God it's crawfish season. Cause if it wasn't, You'd we, be in we'd have, we'd have some problems, but that's another thing that we've been kind of like hoping that this cold snap doesn't affect our crawfish supply too much, right. but that's usually what happens is the crawfish come out when the weather gets warm. If it gets cold, they all go back in the mud. And then the crawfish prices go up astronomically. But once crawfish season has already started, people will pay any price for crawfish mm-hmm. just people to get it. their crawfish. Oh, yeah. You know, the only thing that made me ill to smell when I was pregnant, which is so awful, is bacon. Really? Every I, I love bacon, but mm-hmm. every time I would smell it, it would make me so sick. It was like okay. violent sick. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awful because I love bacon and I'm not that big of a sausage fan. Hmm. And I was like, well, this really sucks my day. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's unfortunate. I, I definitely like I, I love having a sunny side up egg and you're not supposed to eat that is because I would put a sunny side up egg on a burger every time I eat it or just like add it to whatever mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to have that so I've avoided that and I mean I've definitely made quite a few changes to my diet but um, as far as like particular cravings like I said just as since my appetite came back I'm just happy to be able to eat and enjoy any kind of food. So the things that I need to stay away from, I'm like, okay, it won't last forever. So 
I'll take it. So you and I were talking about this last night, and it it cracked me up when you sent this to me. Um, I want to know if you're going to ask for consent from your baby before you change their diaper. Um, I like I almost don't even want to say anything out loud because <laughs> if I say no. Is Child Protective Services going to come and say, like, we already know that you're premeditative, premeditative, not going to ask your baby for consent and we're not going to let you keep your baby? Like, I, but that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, and I, no, I can't speak, but I really want to sit here in shitty pants. Right. And then, so what happens when you're neglecting your child is, is child protective services going to say, oh, well, they never consented. So it's okay that you're neglect because it was consensual neglect. Like exactly. what? Yeah. No, that's not, no, we are parents for a reason to know what's best for our baby and make those decisions for them. And teach them so that when they can make their own decisions, they know the right decisions to make. You mean when but they're like when they're older in their twenties and their brains have actually developed fully, and they can actually develop and c- completely correct the full thought process. Oh no, I was actually more so thinking of like you know when they're like eight years old and they'll be old enough to tell me if they're a boy or a girl. Right. Yeah, that's so, apparently the age. So since you have to ask permission uh, to change a diaper now um, from your baby who can't speak, um, I also want to know, uh, do you have to con- give consent to your uh, birth mother uh, before they can cut the umbilical cord? I'm just curious. Where does it stop? Where do you draw the line? Where do you? I, I mean... I know where it's logical to draw the line. This shouldn't be a conversation. It should not be. No. Um, But I don't think the people who suggest these things ever get get to that point where they think about where is the line drawn. I'm curious. I do. I want to know these things because here's a, here's a case in point. The Arizona Department of Education is handing out, quote, equity kits to the public to combat racism in three months olds. What what does that even mean? <laughs> um they want you to tell your three month old child to stop being racist uh because you mm-hmm. know they already mm-hmm. are Right, if they were born white, right, right. then they're automatically racist, yeah. That's what these equity kits will ensure that you read the pamphlet in them and that you know whether your child is already racist, um, whether they are entitled, um, and, you know, you can start changing that when they're three months old. I'm just going to say get the fuck out of my life and go dig yourself a hole, bury yourself and suffocate in it. If that's the way mm-hmm. that our planet is going to be, uh, fuck off. And and do you not think that we have some bigger problems? Really? Like that's 
And, and you know, it, it makes me wonder where the funding for this is coming from, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where my mind immediately goes is who the fuck is paying for this? And wouldn't it be a more if you if you actually care about children and families, the money should be going elsewhere. But as we know, it's not about that. No, it's not about that at all. It's divide, conquer, create hatred, uh, use fear tactics, scare tactics, and make sure everyone hates everybody else solely on the basis of skin color, religion, um, whatever you want to say, uh, Republican, Democrat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have to have you divided, retarded, and willing to submit. Mm-hmm. And people are dumb enough that they're allowing this crap. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you, if you're one of those parents that's going to ask your fucking infant that you just gave birth to, if it's okay if they consent, if you change their dirty ass tar diaper, you should have to eat that tar diaper. If you're one of those parents, I'm just saying. I agree. I'm not being very nice today, am I? <laughs> no, Ooh, I, I think we're on a roll. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, this is the fire that I feel inside of me when I, at first I thought it was like, okay, we've got, let's say about four or five years before we have to really make the decision of where we're going to send our child to school because I never really thought about homeschooling even as an option um i mean we're i work full-time so does my husband like it's never even been a thought that has crossed my mind and then you start hearing about of course all the indoctrination that's in schools and you think like okay well maybe i can balance it out a little bit because i'm gonna teach her our morals and what we really believe. And, you know, as long as you have that kind of influence, like you should be able to balance it out. But with this post-pandemic COVID culture of all of the things that they're enforcing in the schools and now I, last night I sent you the article about, um, Bill Gates and Microsoft there it says Microsoft creates covid systems to scan children in schools with unique barcodes mm-hmm. and it's literally talking about a questionnaire that the kids have to fill out every single day and it's the questionnaires are not have you been around someone who has had covid are you know have is there some sort of cross contamination going on here no, they asked them other questions and the data is collected by other third-party agencies and used. And then only if you do that and get a negative COVID test, then you'll get a one-day only QR code to get into school so that they can track literally everything about these kids. Not to mention, of course, if you're not sending your kid to school with their own lunch, which they probably won't even allow anymore, Mm -hmm. they're going to be eating the food that's fed in the lunchroom, which has been dog shit for years. That's not, that shouldn't be news to anybody. But, you know, of course, we've heard about all of the metals and toxins in baby food and what just the horrible things that they actually feed kids in school. And 
Now you have Bill Gates, who also coincidentally is the biggest farmland owner in the exactly. U.S. Exactly. So he literally – tell me he's not making active attempts to control every single aspect of the next generation's lives. Well, of course he is. And I'm also going to say um, their star virologist – um, worked under the Obama administration, propped up by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Her last name is Baker. She was talking about people who don't want to get vaccinated. And she said, and I quote, well, then we will have to make sure that we rid the planet of all of the white people. Now, this is a star virologist who's also deeply into eugenics. <clears throat> we all know Bill Gates is into eugenics. So you have somebody that worked under the Obama administration that's all up Bill and Melinda Gates' buttholes that wants to eliminate or eradicate every white person on the planet because they're, again, only white people would not want to get a vaccination. Mm -hmm. She said that all all immigrants are just like starving to get vaccinated. Right. Um, but, but as our lovely president informed us that they want to get the vaccine, but they don't know how to use the internet. So I know. Well, how is you anybody going to get it? So, you know, all those people, all those little kids in California that are going to be scanned with a QR code every day, mm -hmm. uh, like they're a table at a restaurant. Because right. uh, we all know that, you know, QR codes were on tables at restaurants and that's how you could order. Mm -hmm. um, even though they're going to uh, scan every child every day, make them fill out this dumbass thing, get nasal swabs up their nose. Who knows? They're probably going to get the rectal swabs coming this way pretty soon. We're not supposed to have a problem with that because uh, black and brown children, according to Biden, says they don't know how to use the internet to get voter ID or to sign up to get a COVID vaccination but they're supposed to know how to use the internet to get a QR code. Mm -hmm. are, are you fucking retarded? I mean, I'm honestly, I am flabbergasted at the amount of people that have the highest level of stupidity on the planet and they don't see a problem with anything that's being said. I, yeah, I feel like I jokingly used to say like, oh, but you know, common sense isn't all that common. Mm -hmm. But it is just mind boggling to me. Like as I love Sam Tripoli always says, the mental gymnastics that has to be done. Exactly. To be able to make this right in your mind. But it's not just that. It's blatant, blatantly ignoring what is being told to you or suggested or whatever, and just blindly going by and doing whatever they say, because I don't know if it's because they don't think they have a choice or because they just really trust that the government has their best interest in mind. But these things do not add up. It's everything I hear is a blatant contradiction. 
And I don't know how it's not infuriating to literally everyone, no matter what side you're on. I can't deal with contradictions. (laughs) Exactly. And here's the case in point. Okay. This is an article from BuzzFeed. Um, This is about the CDC says people who are vaccinated can hang out indoors and not wear masks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's new, right? Yeah. yeah, This is a new thing. And if you read through this, um, our tech guy sent this to me this morning right before our show, and I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm going, okay, um, so this is the release of the long-awaited guidelines. Blah, blah, blah. Here's how many people have done. Blah, blah, blah. If you and a friend or you and a family member are both vaccinated, you can have dinner together wearing masks without social distancing. Uh, what? Did that make any sense? No. Okay. <laughs> no. You can visit your grandparents if you have been vaccinated and they have been too. Uh, the recommendations are just a first step. So here's some things. Fully vaccinated people can visit with other fully vaccinated people indoors without wearing masking or physical distancing. But wait a minute. Up above that, it says that you still have to wear a mask. Okay, that's a contradiction. Fully vaccinated people can visit one unvaccinated household where the people are at low risk or of serious coronavirus. Fully vaccinated people do not need to quarantine after exposure to someone infected with COVID-19 if they don't have any symptoms. Excuse me. Which is most people. Excuse me. Did they not cram down our throat for a year, over a year now? That um, people with no symptoms, the asymptomatic carriers are the ones that are are the ones that are spreading everything. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. And then they said. Uh, we have this new strand, and it's really contagious. It's going to take over the United States. And people are like, okay, so why are we getting vaccinated? Because it's a new strand, so the new strand's not going to cover it. Kind of like the flu, when they guesstimate what strand of flus are going to come through mm-hmm. that year. And then if another strand of flu comes through that isn't in that particular dose that you got, you're still going to get the flu. And so now today they said, oh, no, this this should definitely all three of the vaccinations from all three manufacturers uh, should cover this new strand of COVID. But wait a minute. Uh, last week you said it, it wasn't. It was questionable. You didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it, it goes back to the same thing about me just trying to get some sort of reputable information about what to do and what it's going to be like <laughs> to give birth and stuff. Like, apparently it's not, it, it doesn't exist. I have a suggestion. Do not check with Dr. Fauci. <laughs> right? Yeah. I should go to the, ho- when I go to the hospital, I should say, well, question is, can you put the mask on my baby before she comes out? Is that is that possible? Or like, are they just born with masks now? Is that a thing? Or well, that that'll be interesting because um, 
babies' lungs are are developed, but they're they're not fully strong. Mm-hmm. So you're going to put a newborn infant that's just been, you know, breathing in like amniotic fluid and stuff <clears throat> for nine months. You're going to put them in a mask when they come out. Does that make sense? Well, they're not doing it to mine. <laughs> that's that's for sure. But no, it does it doesn't make any sense. I hate that I even have to think about these questions and you know, beyond that, even when they say like cuz I've I've definitely talked about this with my family about I'm concerned if cuz Biden has said even before he was elected that he wanted to keep certain protocols in place until 2022. And I'm like, okay, so you're pretty much guaranteeing that my child's first year of life in this world, she, the only people's faces she's really going to see is like mine and my husband's when we're at home. If we go by what, you know, their recommendations are, but even though babies can't talk or walk or do whatever at that point, they are absorbing literally everything about their environment and they're learning facial cues and what it means to be happy or sad or whatever. And that is so much more important. That's like health risks aside, like I want my baby to be able to learn and develop those social skills. I feel so bad for the parents that actually are going to follow this of what the long-term side effects are because it sounds like you're going to raise a generation of children who have no social skills like autistic kids basically. Right. And they, and they also will have no coping skills. Right. They won't be able to recognize emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's going to lead to a whole host of problems down the road. Yeah. No, almost all these things that um, line up with being a psychopath or sociopath. It's crazy. Right. Now I got to, I got to say, we got to bring this up because it made me laugh. Tell the story about uh, you and your husband trying to plan or figure out what kind of baby shower you want. So I've pretty much done most of the planning and ideas and stuff myself, just kind of because I am OCD and I know I've had several people suggest that they were going to throw me a baby shower. And I had told my husband, I was like, well, I'm going to plan everything out and then just give them the information and so they can execute. But I mean, we're being, I'm a chef and my husband, like being in the service industry, we're basically professional party planners and have very high standards. And I get Mm -hmm. that, but that is something that has only gotten worse with me being pregnant. My OCD is (laughs) through the roof (laughs) and I have no filter. Like if you, I'm like, this is better for everyone that you follow this because if not, I'm going to hurt your feelings. (laughs) Or hurt you. Yeah. (laughs) So we had decided that and, and we have a really big group of friends and pretty much the whole restaurant industry in Baton Rouge is really close, tight-knit family. And then we have our family is here. And so even aside from like 
COVID precautions, we decided that we were going to have to split up our showers into like probably like three different ones. And I'm like, great, more the merrier. We've been looking forward to things to celebrate anyway. Um, but so one of the showers I had told Ricky, I was like, this is, this one's pretty much going to be planned for you. It'll be for a bunch of the guys and we'll grill and play cornhole and do all this stuff. And so I hand him the sheet. It has the guest list on it and it says theme baby Q. And it was (laughs) (laughs) capital B, capital B, capital Q. And then like lowercase a Y like barbecue but like barbecue and he looks at it and he looks at me and he's like we are not having a QAnon themed baby shower <laughs> that made me laugh so I, hard and uh, then I died laughing too because he said he looked at it and the thought went through his mind and he said like only because it's you did I think that this is what it meant and I just thought it was the funniest thing too because I was like well now I want to (laughs) and you know it's perfect because as soon as we stopped talking last night and I got on Twitter for the first time all day yesterday the first thing that come up and I don't know if you've seen this yet is the hashtag blue anon uh oh I think I did because I I did the same thing where I really haven't been on Twitter a lot at all recently. And so I went on just to kind of see what people were talking about. And I, I saw it mentioned, but I didn't really look into it. So what, what are they? It was, it's perfect because um, you know how they always called anybody that followed QAnon or ever read Q drops, Q tards mm-hmm. right. and yeah. whatever. And oh my God, everybody's a terrorist and you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Yeah, of course. So <clears throat> they got this, script flipped on them mm-hmm. and so the hashtag blue anon started trending oh, it's and perfect. it is basically for any kind of left wing uh, loosely use this term conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. because you know whatever but it's like oh my god there were literally hundreds of thousands of blue anon post yesterday where there was like a room with like Hillary and Bill and Biden and Clapper and Comey and all those people sitting in the room, like trying to figure out what the next moves are going to be or, you know, um, that's hilarious. We, there's nothing satanic to see here or, you know, whatever it is, basically flipping the tables on them for everything that they have ever made fun Mm -hmm. of us for. They're doing the same thing and like all the, you know, like Wikipedia, Urban yeah. Dictionary, all that stuff was was trying to erase or ban anything that said blue and on. And then it got like the highest trending thing on Twitter. Oh, that's awesome. Which I thought was fucking hilarious. They do yeah. not like it and they are they are pissed. I feel like it makes perfect sense, too, because it's like people want to know, like, who is Q? Is it a group of people? Is it one person? All this. And I'm like, I want to know, like, who's actually pulling the strings in the Democratic Party? Like, Exactly. Who's, ru- one thing- who's really running the country? Exactly. Yes. The lobbyists. Oh, I think the lobbyists are. 
Yeah, I mean, we follow the money trail and we can see who actually like has influence and stuff, but like I always have the question of like why? Like what it what really is the end goal and it's that greater group of whoever's really it's it's not just our country who's running the world and these insane agendas and yeah, the, and the you people know that actually give a shit what gender Mr. Potato Head is and stuff like, you know, those people have too much time on their hands. Those people. Those people. Yes. But you know, I, I watched a guy yesterday and he's like a leading financial guru. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Bitcoin. And I have always got the creeps about Bitcoin or... I think I might have watched this video too. Anything like that. But Bitcoin creeps me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Don't know what it is. I've always had that like feeling that it was evil as shit. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had friends for years that were like, oh my God, I got to get into Bitcoin. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, not us. Mm -hmm. Like not going to happen. Yeah. And he said... When you find out who the actual founder and who is behind Bitcoin, it will drop to zero in a heartbeat. I I saw the same thing last night. I did. Yes. And And, I was like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Suspicions confirmed. And that's kind of like, you know, all these uh, crazy ass bills and stuff that are coming to the floor. These are not things that your house representatives are writing. These are things that come from lobbyists. Yeah. And, you know, just like the HR one <clears throat> that was passed unanimously in the house by the Democrats, with the exception of one Democrat that voted against it and two Republicans that refused to vote for it. Mm -hmm. So it was, of course, party line stuff again. But it cracks me up because they think so much of themselves that, um, you know, we're doing away with uh, voter ID. They're trying to push through mandatory $15 an hour wage and stuff. But the biggest thing in that bill that I got a fucking chuckle out of was that they're gifting themselves votes because in this bill, they're going to give everybody a voucher that you have to use uh, to fund a politician. You're kidding. No. So, uh, fuck all the way off because, yeah, I'm not going to give you money, period. I don't I don't care who you are. The, I've only given to one person in my entire life, and that one person is the only person mm-hmm. I will give to. But, yeah, they're gifting themselves uh, campaign donations from your own fucking tax money. It, that's disgusting. Yes. And I thought, okay. And so then, you know, like they couldn't get the mandatory $15 an hour mm-hmm. minimum wage pushed through. And mind you, uh, I know wages kind of suck, but here's like a thing. But the people who actually understand the implications of a $15 an yeah. hour minimum wage realize 
how, what a horrible idea that is. Yeah. Yes, because they've already destroyed tons of small businesses with the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your big the chain entire stores, service industry, your big chain stores were still allowed to be open. And and here's a case in point: the the city we live in, we don't have that here. Uh, but if you drive to the next town, which is a military town, um, all of the big restaurants are open for indoor dining. Uh, so like your IHOP, your Applebee's, all the chain stores. However, um, small restaurants, uh, takeout only, uh, drive through only. You know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, none of that makes sense. But that was all the way through the pandemic. Some bars can be open at 100% capacity. Do they have a a curfew there? Uh, In in the biggest city close to us. Because that, that's been the biggest thing that they've done in Louisiana, um, which obviously we are a huge food culture, alcohol culture. Like right. that's what we do is eat and drink and have parades. And um, since the beginning, since they let restaurants open, we still haven't gotten back to a higher capacity. We just moved to what are like – phase three is, but uh, New Orleans is still in phase two, even though, like I said, we're sandwiched in between states that are letting their citizens go back to life as normal. But they have consistently kept an 11 p.m. into the sale of alcohol, like no matter what. Right. And it, it's funny because, um, and some states have a curfew where you have to be off the street. Right. Yeah. At a certain time. Well, they kind of know that if, if we can't drink in public at 11 p.m., everyone's just going to go to somebody's house and drink after 11 p.m. So like there's, there's nothing else to do around our city anyway. So essentially putting an 11 p.m. curfew on alcohol is an 11 p.m. curfew on the entire city. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm good friends with Bob mm-hmm. um, and Bob, hello, is a musician. He, mm-hmm. he plays in a band, whatever. And so he plays all kinds of different places. And so you can, the bars can be open, but you can only have in certain towns a maximum number of people. Mm-hmm. And then they have to like close at like 10. Cause you know, <laughs> cause COVID comes out at night. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you, you can't get COVID in any of these places before 10 PM, but by God, after 10 PM, you better be home in bed because it might get you. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, the same thing really with the retardedness of uh-huh. the restaurants where you have to wear a mask in the door. Once you sit down, you can take it off. Um, and so once you sit down, it goes over your head and it can't get you because it would never settle on a table, even though it's respiratory droplets. Yeah, Airborne is what they've always told us. It's airborne. Mm-hmm. I, I just want people to stop being dumb. Me I too. just do. I I really I was so hopeful and optimistic that people would have woken the fuck up by now and just realized how 
stupid. How dumb? Yes. <laughs> How dumb they are? Yes. Or no, maybe realize like, well, I'm smarter than that. I that doesn't make sense. So no, like there, there's so much, and it's so crazy. But like back on the house, the HR one bill right, and all yeah. that crap, and the fifteen dollar an hour wage. Um, they couldn't get it passed to put in the bill. And so now they're trying to make it mandatory through a COVID relief package, mm-hmm. which, mind you, doesn't give you what they promised you. Of course. But not. it gives a lot of money for dumb shit. Always dumb shit. But yeah, it's your I'm tax money. Sure, like, it's your tax uh, money. Yeah. But here's the thing. And, and this is just a little side note before I finish that thought. But you have to ask permission to your newborn infant to change their diaper. But the government doesn't have to ask you permission on how to spend the money that they take from you for taxes, for you having a job. And they you they don't ask you. They just take it. And then they spend it willy-nilly to whatever they want. And they don't ask your permission. Right. So they couldn't get the $15 an hour minimum wage passed. And so they tried to sneak it into the bill that they will now um, basically uh, punish any and all businesses and companies that don't comply, even though it's not a law, it's not on the books anywhere as a law. But it's going to, they're trying to make it so it's punishable under under COVID. So it's just a big threat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. A threat to the businesses who, like the small mom and pops that have struggled to even be open. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to have uh, in this bill. You also don't have to have any type of voter ID anymore. Um, and we're going to do only mail in ballots because you know that worked out really well. Hello, Maricopa County just found a whole bunch of shredded ballots, and then the person's house that they found them at there was mysteriously mysteriously a fire on their farm. <clears throat> okay, so you know. Uh, like uh, the big push for all the illegals to come over the border and Biden welcomes them with open arms. Uh, anybody in the world that wants to vote now can vote because, you know, hello. Um, I, I, I this is like a, we live in an upside down. We do. I think. Yeah. We're a hundred percent in a parallel universe. It's, everything that we've talked about a year ago it it literally we wouldn't be able to process it i don't understand it it makes no sense and like um you said something a while ago about you know the kids food in cafeterias mm-hmm. and whatnot there was a big story the other day that the national guard troops which are dozens from the state of Michigan um, that are mandatorily in D.C. to do whatever the fuck it is the troops are doing because they're not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. Um, 
tons of them have now been hospitalized after weeks of undercooked, raw, tainted food or food that has metal shavings. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want people to understand uh, first, they made the military sleep in a parking garage. One bathroom, one outlet, freezing fucking cold. Now they're hiring contractors who are serving raw or mm-hmm. undercooked or bacteria-laden food. And you yeah. know a lot and, about and, that, being a chef. Well, and specifically, uh, I'm a chef who has, for the last year, cooked for the National Guard. That's why I left my restaurant to exclusively do that because we always gave a very fair price, but we we, uh, most of the time lost money, didn't make a whole lot of big profit because we wanted to take care of the soldiers. And so we got requested so much that they actually did an investigation uh, from the government side to see who we were paying off to get so many jobs basically and then when they came up with nothing, they said, well, we're going to have to make you take turns with the other vendors. And we just said, okay, I mean, you know, what's fair is fair, but, you know, we're not doing anything shady. We just took really good care of the soldiers, and so they wanted us to cook for them more. Um, but basically to a point where I – we haven't been able to do that in months because they started – taking the lowest bidders um, mm-hmm. who are, I mean, I saw pictures of the food that was being fed to these soldiers. Yeah, me too. And it made me want to cry. And um, basically now the com- the catering company that I work for has had to look elsewhere for money. And of course, now they're going to go feed the construction workers who are building a massive data facility for Facebook. And I don't have a job now. <laughs> So let me let me ask you, and you can answer this if you want to, or if you don't want to, I totally understand. But being that the uh, administrations have changed, mm-hmm. and we now live in the upside down world, um, were you guys able to get all of your money from the government, or since there was an administration change, is there money owed to your company? that you didn't get? Uh, Yeah, there is about $200,000 of unpaid bills, um, basically, from the summer, um, because the last administration made sure that the soldiers were, they, they basically approved a lot of federal spending for caterers. So that way they weren't, you know, the guys weren't just on their own, to try and get fed, however, but they made sure that they got most of the time breakfast and dinner, um, which our breakfast also includes like a snack, um, but sometimes breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, and all throughout any time the guard was deployed to run COVID facilities, whatever it was. I mean, we were insanely busy. I went across multiple states following the same groups of 500 or more soldiers. Mm -hmm. And since pretty much since November, there has been nothing. 
and the bills have not been paid. And I think it's crazy that, but the, and here's, here's what I want people to understand. The government expects the military, and I've heard multiple reports where now it's not just they want them to stay until the end of the year, but now maybe also into next year. Nobody knows why they're there in D.C. Nobody knows what they're guarding because there's nothing going on, um, but they're there. They've been treated terribly. They're not putting them up in housing. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not providing them adequate shelter. Now they're tainting their food or putting metal shavings in their food. I want you people to understand. If the government will not protect the military who is there supposedly to protect the delicate members of Congress, and and that's funny, wink, wink, um, do you really think they give a fuck about you? And what do you think they would do to you if they're purposely feeding metal shavings and poison uh, tainted with, you know, all kinds of bacteria, viruses, et cetera, et cetera, from raw or undercooked food. What do you think they would do to you? I just want you to mm-hmm. think about that really hard. What are they already doing to you? That's just my thoughts on that. Oh, and I have to bring this up again because this is just funny as shit. Um, Eric Swalwell is suing Trump and all of his supporters because he was so scared. He was even preparing for hand-to-hand combat. I don't know about you, but I seriously think I could take that pansy fart yeah. fuck. I think I'd pay money to watch that, actually. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would be honored uh, on so many levels to be the one that was chosen to ha- go hand-to-hand combat with him. <laughs> I would love it. That that would be some prime time entertainment right there. Hey, maybe we can make a Eric Swalwell, uh, Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll make sure that some parts are where they do not belong. That's for hey, sure. Hey, we could also write a Dr. Seuss book about Eric Swalwell. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That yeah. Easily. So we're gonna close soon, but I just wanna ask you, how has sneezing been for you? <laughs> I hate sneezing. It's the worst. I before I was pregnant, I always had a deathly fear that because I have such violent sneezes that I was going to be driving my car one day and sneeze so hard that I was going to like drive my car off the side of the interstate and die. And now when I sneeze, I'm scared that I'm literally going to sneeze my baby out. I think that would be peeing myself or what it's trying to like relax and tense up at the same time because who knows what's going to come out when I sneeze. That honestly would be really good. I would have been so happy if I could have sneezed and just had my Mm -hmm. daughter. 
Yeah. Uh, because so yeah, maybe, maybe we can just like come up with our own birthing class that's solely focused on how to sneeze your baby out. <laughs> oh, here's a parenting tip for you. This is going to gross out some people, but I'm going to say it anyway because you know that's what I like to do. Uh, when you go to push with the muscles that they tell you to push with, mm-hmm. you will poop. Okay, but I've also – that's another thing that I've been told recently and part of the reason why I really wanted to go to an actual birthing class to ask people is all these women have been saying that you're not supposed to be pushing on your back. Like the the whole way that people are taught to give birth to babies is – puts you at on higher risk for like tearing and all that like by pushing on your back. And I'm like, why, then why the heck have they been telling women to do this the whole time? For a really long time. Yeah. I wonder. But, you know, uh, birthing, if you go through a doula or midwife, anything like that, a lot of times um, they will either put you like in a tub of water, Mm -hmm. um, which is soothing and relaxing, but you definitely got to grab that baby really quick. Yeah. Um. Or they will put you on all fours or in a squatting position. Yeah. I'm just going to say I'm not sure I would want to be on all fours while you're pushing. Yeah. Mm. And the reason why is because it made me think of the human centipede. Oh, God. (laughs) Just going to say that. I know that's gross, but there you go. Some twist with a bunch of people wearing masks surrounding you. <laughs> I mean, it, most of them just sound like crazy cult rituals when I think about having, <laughs> giving birth surrounded by people in masks and gowns. <laughs> hey, think of it like the Oprah show. You get a pooper and you get a pooper. <laughs> that was gross. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> No need to apologize uh, to me, but yeah. <laughs> I am in a mood today on International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And to the men out there, I'm really sorry if you are offended by any of the content about birthing today. But I'm just going to say, this chick is amazing and she's awesome and fantastic and super talented and uber amazing. So... I'm very excited and happy that she's number one, my friend, and number two, that she came on with me again. So there you go, Miss Katie. Where can people find you at, my dearest? Uh, Well, you know, I really don't go out into the Twitter sphere a whole lot anymore after I had the whole last... I actually wear it as a badge of pride that I got banned the same day as President Trump, and it was a permanent ban, but... I do have another account. Um, it's at peace underscore not because I used to be called not your piece of furniture. And my name will come up as Reeducated Katie. That's my little camouflage so that I can keep my account up. Um, but I mostly do a whole lot of watching there. Um, but I really would love if any of the women or whoever out there listening, if y'all have any good advice for me as a first time mother and for me and my husband and how the heck we're supposed to raise our daughter to be a strong, independent white woman in this world. I'm, I'm all ears. You should ask permission. You should ask permission if your baby wants to be white or not. 
You know, the funny thing is my husband is, he's a quarter Japanese. His dad and his sister look full Japanese, but I'm like, watch, I'm going to have a full Asian baby and they're going to be like, where did this child come from? So, but that would probably be great. So. It's a secret. Yeah. It's a total secret. Well, surprise. I'm excited to see this baby. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm excited to see her too. It's crazy thinking that she'll be here in just a few short months. And uh, who knows, maybe maybe the world will be a little bit of a more positive, brighter place by then. But if not, we're, we're going to make sure that she, all she knows is uh, the, the right things about the world. And uh, we'll, I guess we'll be homeschooling. <laughs> Teach her that people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll learn that on her own. <laughs> she's gonna have uh, me and my husband for parents. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna come out of the womb saying like y'all are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Never let her be educated by the public school system. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are gonna be amazing parents, and I'm excited. So. Again, if anybody has any tips or tricks for Katie, let her know because that would be helpful. I have a lot, yes. but mm. yeah, tips, tricks. Uh, what the hell I'm supposed to put on a baby registry? I don't know. We're all we're figuring it all out. So I'm all ears. <laughs> exactly. So for me and for Miss Katie, I will see you next time. Peace out. <laughs>